Distinctive. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. How is everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. What's going on, Kevin, man? How you doing, bro? I am doing well, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Stay hydrated and stuff like that. I keep one of those waters This one's already in the room, but that was so I don't know if somebody's trying to sabotage me, uh, but I'm just saying that uh, Caesar died being stabbed by his own. Do with that whatever you will. But <laughs> doing good, man. Um, a lot of good things happening. Finally went to the art uh, art walk yesterday in Colorado. Uh, that, that was a pretty cool. Ride. Yeah, very chill. Uh, a lot of independent vendors and artists out there selling their work, which was a lot of fun. We uh, bought some candles, some interesting candles from uh, this woman that was selling um, like custom-made candles, uh, very graphic candles, which we will be showcasing uh, in our 200th episode. Yeah, and we're going to give it out to uh, hopefully the people who are going to be on our episode or you know, to the people who are going to be watching our episode. If you live in the Florida area because uh, we're not paying for shipping and handling. After this podcast, we're also going to do a second uh, special video. Uh, Mountain Dew just came out with, I don't know if it was through Mountain Dew or another company, but there's a hard Mountain Dew yep. that is available. And I found out that Florida was actually one of the first states to get it. So there's actually states out there that they don't have it at Like all? they got to wait. So Oof. one of the great things about being a Floridian, we got to try. Uh, we get well, to try. We're going to try we're hard test Mountain subjects Dew. for you guys. There's so. a normal flavor, Baja Blast, Black Cherry, and Watermelon, and they're all like spiked. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, we did see Uncharted last weekend, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and review it. Pat, what'd you think of uh, Uncharted? Um, I thought the movie was real fun to watch. Uh, as a person who's played a uh, Uncharted, still haven't uh, beaten uh, the game, but the first watch playthrough that I've ever seen on YouTube was the first Uncharted video game, and I remember watching that video game being like, why is this not a fucking movie, and to actually watch it in the big screen, even though uh, the character who they got to play um, the lead wasn't who I would uh, have thought. But to be honest, I think Tom Holland was a pretty good match, just given the fact that uh, this dude can parkour. He can do all that other kind of stuff. He does. It, it looks like from the the scenes, like he was doing his own stunts. Um, maybe not all of the big ones, but the most, you know, the more uh, like parkour esque. He was doing those, and I was on board for all that. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was just being a Mark Wahlberg in the movie. Uh, He's not going to change who he is. Um, he's Mark Wahlberg, bro. Like, some people say they didn't like the chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. They thought they had, like, some type of grudge. But uh, if, you, if you've ever seen uh, uh, the other guys, the same chemistry that Mark Wahlberg had with uh, Will Ferrell is the same chemistry that he had with Tom Holland in this. And... I thought it was um 
I don't know. I think it played to it. It didn't really. It didn't really feel like uh, Sunny from the video game. But this is Mark Wahlberg's version of Sunny, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go with it." Because the movie, the action scenes were just so fun, man. They were, they were fun to watch. Um, they were far and few between, but when they did pop, it was pretty cool. And you did see most of the the, the action scenes in the the trailer but there were still like extended versions of what you saw in the trailers so yeah it was i i really enjoyed it no i i really enjoyed it too um i haven't played the game that much but um from someone who doesn't have that much experience with the game a very fun adventure movie um they i think followed the steps of like indiana jones and it felt like they also followed the steps of like national treasure where a lot of the action sequences had comedy embedded in it. Like there were jokes within the action sequence. So like, you know, there's a scene where Tom Holland's character is bartending, but he's also fighting like henchmen as he's doing it. So he's kind of like fighting with style, but also adding a comedy element into it. Um, So that was really cool. Tom Holland, obviously. Yeah. He's, he's a very physical actor. Uh, Did a lot of his stunts in the Spider-Man movies. Does a lot of his stunts. And this movie was, which was fun to watch, the interactions between his character and uh, Mark Wahlberg's character mm-hmm. were really fun to watch because it was like nothing but sarcasm. And there was one part where they were making comments about like each other's like height, yeah. like oh, you know, you're short. He's like, I'm just, I, you're, yeah, hey, you're an inch taller than me. You're relax, like an inch taller than uh, me. And we actually looked it up, and it, yeah, yeah, that that must have been like an ongoing bit on set, and they just like. It felt like they just like you know what let's just put it in let's just put it in on, on screen because uh, it played out well. Um, the backstabbing in this fucking movie was a lot. It was in abundance. Uh, spoiler alert: Do not trust anybody because it seems like everybody in here backstabs, and um, it had a happy ending. Not for not happy in the way of like how Indiana Jones ending is. You know, like a you. you as an adult, you start to realize that, oh, shit, putting the shit into the museum is not the best option for, um, for you know, like uh, ancient treasures. It's supposed to go back to the people that it belongs to. In this ending, the treasure actually went back to the people that it belongs to. Like uh, the, the Filipino uh, naval uh, <laughs> Navy came, came to and then they found the boats and they... they uh, excavated all the the stuff which was uh that was a pretty cool thing that they did in the movie but um yeah man i I just i I found the fight scenes they were over the top but the video game is over the top yeah Uh, another thing that i enjoyed other than uh the action sequences they also still add those elements of like you know the the detective work that that had to go in and try to find like all the steps and the pieces and the riddles and the puzzles and yeah. all of that was great. Like uh, there, there's a great scene where they find the this ancient relic that is also a key that can open up. You know that something that leads to the next treasure and like them trying to figure out the riddles and the puzzles. Like all of that was fun too. So if you like that aspect of these types of adventure movies, it has that. There's only one sequence though that I was really disappointed in, which is they get to like the end. Like this is the last puzzle that they need to solve to actually find the boats that had the treasure with it. And then Tom Holland's character figures out that his brother, who's been sending him postcards his whole life, 
those postcards are the puzzle. I thought that that should have been like the biggest moment in the movie was him trying to figure out, okay, where is the puzzle and all this? But I feel like the writers, I think, either ran out of ideas or didn't know how to write it out good. So all they all they did was like a montage of him looking at postcards, rubbing his chin. And then he's like, oh, did it? And it's just a montage. Like all these shots that are quick dissolving from one to another. And then all of a sudden, oh, I figured it out. And then he writes down the coordinates. And it's like, man, I really would have liked to see how he figured that out because we didn't get anything out of it. It yeah. was like... I don't know. That was the only scene. Every everything else, though, I I really they, enjoyed. They, they kind of foreshadowed that because you know in a, a whole bunch of movies they they do the there's something that happened in the in the beginning of the movie that you're totally going to forget that that's going to read that's going to be the the thing that's going to cause them to solve the last puzzle in the in the later because I guess his brother would always had some what kind of what kind of ink you need for that invisible ink that 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 reacts to fire or something i'm not sure if it's necessarily invisible ink but yeah i think it's yeah something like that i guess his brother his brother always has this kind of pen i'm not really sure where he can get it some magic pen and that's the thing that gave him uh hit that that gave him like the secrets of what his brother was really uh up to and gave him the location of the actual so his brother knew exactly where the stuff was at yeah well, it looks like his his brother knew where it was, and then something happened to him, and that's why he's imprisoned. Or he thought he was dead. Remember, uh, what's her name? Uh, forgot her name. Let me see. Tati Gabriel Gabriella. Oh my God, what's her name? That's her real name. But oh, I don't know her. her oh, uh, you mean like uh, her character's name? Her character's uh, name. Joe Braddock. Yeah, Joe Braddock. Uh, she was uh, the one who supposedly killed her um, Nathan Drake's brother, and but then you find out that in credit spoiler alert, Nathan Drake's brother is not dead. Because it's the, it's that it's that trope, it's that rule in movies. If you don't see the character actually die, die yeah. they're not dead. Even if they tell you a story, it, like they t- they were telling the story in the movie, and it's like I'm a fucking. <laughs> Say, oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, uh, Victor, he was like, oh, you know, he got shot and he fell and I ran. I'm like, nah, he ain't dead. Anytime that somebody says that they ran or I didn't see him anymore, nah. In an explosion, if you don't actually see, it's like the same thing that goes to like vampires and werewolves or anything like that. Two shots to the chest, one shot to the head, or you got to dismember them. That's the only way that the, the person is actually dead. If you don't actually see them die, they're alive. That's soap opera rules too. Yeah, that's why I think uh, I think uh, Highlander was so good. Is like, yeah, they're only gonna die if you chop off their head. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So now we know we know the rule we're now. No, they're dead. Dead. They're did, dead. Did you chop off their head? No. All right. Yo, have then, you ever seen the 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 last Highlander movie? I don't think I've seen any of them. I think really? I know of them, and then I watched the show because of that opening sequence, the song from Queen, and that's all I know. <laughs> there was, um, I'm not really sure, but I think there was a character who had like, he had like safety pins around his neck. Like he had it. Oh, so you're talking many. about the more current, I, th- I, th- I think they had a wrestler in, in 
one of the movies as a villain. It's not. Cur- I mean, it's not current. I think that thing came out like ten years oh, ago. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think way more than ten actually. Yeah, that uh, like, the like early two thousands. Edge, Edge yeah, from WD. They actually said that in the movie too. And the Scottish actually. Oh, I think you lost your Edge. And I guess this is supposed to be the point where if you're a wrestling fan, you're supposed to tell your friend like. His name is that, Edge. That Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from uh, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. You start doing <laughs> They gave me a fucking vehicle. <laughs> the Highlander vehicle. Um, 2007 was the, when the last Highlander movie. Damn, 2007. I did not know that. But I remember watching this actual movie. TV movie. That can't be right. No. That cannot we're be right. Not unless they made a TV movie that we're not aware of. Who is in this? No, this is not it. The movie that I saw, it had the character from the actual TV show and the movie. Yeah. No, dude. I think that was... Bro, I think I was still in high school when that movie came out. So it has to be like between 2000 and 2004. I just gave it a whole bunch of information about mine, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, let me see. 2000. Yeah, it's called Highlander Endgame. Endgame, bro. Endgame. That's where the Avengers stole it. That's where they got it from. Title. So now you could basically be like, yo, the only Endgame that I'm ever going to watch is the Highlander. <laughs> Straight up. That's the only one that I'm going to vouch for. Best movie. There was a guy in here. Donnie Yin was in the movie? Maybe he was the guy. There was a... The, like they had different stuff on them. It, it was like I, at this point, people just felt like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm live forever. It doesn't matter. I could do whatever I want to do to my body, and it's not going to kill me. So they had like he had fucking safety pins on his neck that basically showed. I don't know if it was like some type of guard to stop people from like trying to slice off your neck, but it was pretty intimidating to me because I was like, man, safety pins are fucking. <laughs> I don't know if it'll actually hold though. Nah. But so going back to Uncharted, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this turn into a franchise. Um I am excited to see the sequels that are gonna come out and all of that. I hope it, it does become a successful uh franchise. Uh the way Sonic is, Sonic looks like it's gonna start becoming a very successful franchise with the sequels yeah. and all of that. Which leads to our next topic. Mm-hmm. Are there movies that don't deserve those sequels, that that sequel treatment yes. or franchise treatment? What are what are movies that came out that had sequels attached to them that should have just been left at part one? Yeah, there's a lot of things in Hollywood. Uh Hollywood runs on money and if the first movie does well, they're automatically going to greenlight you for a second movie. And some creators are just bold to go along with it. Just be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to make, even though they didn't even have a script for part two, not even looking for part two, they're willing to go about doing it. And um, first movie that I'm going to put on this list is going to be Bad Boys. I felt that Bad Boys, even though part two and part three were more successful than the first one, I felt that part one was just so, how can I say, like, I don't know if this is going to be a word, but here we go, pioneeric. Let's go for that. 
and it was just so on. It was just such a great movie that the the, I mean the references, the 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 one liners that came from that movie. You forgot your boarding pass is something that I shout out when I'm playing video games and I have a rocket and I'm about to shoot somebody out of a helicopter or a jet. That's my go-to fucking line. And part two was just, I don't know, it, it just never, it was, to me, the sequels will never uh, be as great as the first movie. Like, part one was just such a great movie to watch. Part two was just good. Part three was just like, I'm doing this just because I like the actors. And I'm not a fan of watching movies just because of actors. So you're saying the movie was pioneering. What pioneering. did I say before? Pioneeric. Yeah. But pioneeric <laughs> is an item, is an it. You know what I mean? Pioneering is Yeah, let it be. <laughs> <laughs> uh the first movie that came to mind for me, uh definitely Jaws. Mm. So Oof. Scary Shark. They blow up the shark. That's it. Why? When you said scary shark, I started thinking about that song. Baby Sca- shark? Yeah. Scary shark. Maybe they did a Halloween version of that, maybe. But yeah, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Jaws 2 before. With Jaws 2, and then you had Jaws in 3D, which was about that uh, underwater, I think it was like a, a, an blue. aquarium. That's blue. What you call it? That's the movie with Deep uh, Blue Sea. Yeah. No, no, no. Samuel they Jackson. made a, they made a Jaws three. It was in three D. It's bad. Like it's really fucking bad. The the animation, the action sequences, like really bad. And uh, it takes place under an aquarium. And then you have Jaws: The Revenge, where all of a sudden the story becomes telepathic. Like the main character can sense when Jaws is nearby. The fact that I'm referring to him as Jaws, Jaws doesn't even, it's a shark, and I'm and I'm referring to him as, like, the shark as if it, it was a person. Can you imagine the, the shark getting interviewed after <laughs> they did the, the movie and stuff with, like, glasses on and stuff, sitting on one of those chairs? <laughs> yeah, I did my part. Um, I'm a family of, uh, we're in a family of, this is a family business. My dad played Jaws 1, uh, my brother played Jaws 2, and I am in Jaws 3. I ne- yeah, I never, I think the only Jaws that I've ever seen was part one. I've never seen part two, 3D, or the fourth one. So it became tele- uh, teleke- telekinetic in part four. Telepathic. Telepathic. Where they could, like, she senses, like, he's coming, and she's like, oh, he's coming, like, it's coming. It's what year did this that did that come out? In the nineties, actually, or the late eighties, maybe. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give a little hint. Is this because was uh, Poltergeist out around this time? Oh, Poltergeist had already come out. It already yeah. came out. I'm trying to think of why would they want to use like telekinesis as a power around that time. Usually, movies and like uh, our writers, it seemed like they're all like gear around the same kind of subject a little bit. And I feel that there was probably something that came out around that time. And Michael Caine is in that movie. Academy Award winner, Michael Caine. This thing only got two out of five stars. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. That's what he would give that, that movie. It's bad. It's really fucking bad. What was Michael Caine in this movie? He's like the... So the main character 
in the first one, I'm I think he died, uh-huh. and she finds Michael Caine and has a relationship with him. He's like the main character's like love interest. Speed is another one that did not <laughs> require a sequel. Speed One is perfect. It is a perfect action film. It's just fun popcorn entertainment. And then they decided to add a sequel. Not only just add a sequel. We're going to talk about a topic that has nothing to do with speed. Let's take the let's take the story into a boat. And they're in the middle of the ocean. And the boat's not even going fast. And we're going to add Willem Dafoe, who, don't get me wrong, is a great villain. He's a great actor. Um but the villain from the first one was just so perfect. I remember renting that movie, uh, Speed 2, and thinking that I just remember being like at this state of like, I'm excited to watch this movie and just being like let down. It was like the whole time I was just like, because I didn't know uh, that uh, Keanu Reeves was not going to be in it. I didn't know anything like that. The so, title itself is already a problem. So it's called Speed 2 Cruise Control. Cruise as in like a pun because yeah. the, the so the fact that they added a pun into the title was that. already bad. I just got that shit right now. And then on top of that, <laughs> Nora, but on top of that, the term cruise control when you're driving, mm-hmm. dude, it has nothing to do with speed. No, so it it's like the title is contradicting itself. Wait, no, but maybe they put the, the boat in cruise control. You know what I mean? Like they 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 set the speed to high, then they put it in cruise control, so then they can stop the boat from blowing up. Because if it if it doesn't, but that never happens in the movie. Okay, what's the premise of the movie? Because I remember <laughs> seeing this when I was a little kid, and I only saw it once. I remember that um, she is on a cruise with her new boyfriend, but she doesn't know that her boyfriend is like some type of like. CIA agent or some shit like that, right? Like he, he, she thought that he's just like maybe a cop or some type of guy like that. And once they get on the boat, there's somebody who need he he has a thing for leeches. I remember there being yeah, because like, oh, he's oh. dying. He he has a blood disease. Yeah, so he has the leeches. Yeah, that he has leeches. I remember there being a lot of leeches in the pool, and um, there was a guy who was in the movie who was in part one. The black I, dude who was uh, who was driving the car. Apparently, he's on this boat miraculously, like he he's on this boat with uh, uh, with her. I, I guess they run into each other. And the main character of Speed Two, he's supposed to be like a real sharp, you know, like detective guy because apparently Sandra Bullock's character in one scene meets, I like interacts with Willem Dafoe's villain. And they're sitting at the bar talking. And then she talks about him to the boyfriend. And he's like, wait, so what does he say that he does? Oh, uh, he's a golfer. And he's like, that's weird because the whole the PGA championship has been on the TV. And he hasn't looked once at that TV. And I'm sitting there like, wow, he's a detective. Like, he knows shit. But it's like, that was the only scene that was, like, interesting. Really? That movie's terrible. The guy's name is, is Alex Shaw. Uh, Jason Patrick. Jason was, Patrick. That was his real name, but his character name is Alex Shaw. Um, what just, about what about First Blood? Do you think that deserved all the Rambo sequels? 
to be honest, first time I ever saw Rambo, I didn't know that there was a First Blood. I saw Rambo too before I saw First Blood. Those movies, to me, Rambo is just like in a separate movie. First Blood is its own movie. That's a that's a one. Rambo two and Rambo three is really Rambo one, <laughs> Rambo two, Rambo three. Rambo two is Rambo one. Rambo three is Rambo two. Because First Blood and what happened when he went overseas and stuff like that, two different movies. This guy is a, he's a killer outside of the States, if you think about it. Because when he was over here, when he was over here to those to those Rangers and stuff, he wasn't really killing them. He was hurting them real bad with the fucking, um, with the traps that he was setting. But when he went overseas, shit just turned into a different goddamn story. Like this dude was murking these motherfuckers. He was murking these motherfuckers. And yeah, man, I, I don't I know that first blood is supposed to be the first Rambo, but to me it's not. Rambo one Rambo two is the Rambo one. So yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Not that it's bad. Not that it's a bad movie, but it's just like these are two different movies. They like, really are. They're two totally different movies. Ram like he's 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 the war hero in Rambo two, three and Rambo one is like, oh, that's why these crazy like homeless people get triggered so easily, like that were war veterans, and it's more like a psychological, like yeah. social commentary. And type I don't of know if Sylvester Stallone knew all about like when he he wrote the script for that movie. Yeah. Right? I don't know if he thought it was going to be that deep when he wrote it, but no, nah, I think he did because he also wrote uh, Rocky one. That dude knows how to write a fucking beginning to a series like really well, but then after a while. Like that second movie is just like I don't give a fuck anymore, dog. Rocky One, if you watch that thing, it is a solid fucking movie, man. The emotions, um, the love interest is not. I've never seen a a, a a love interest that's like that before. That's like she was shy, she was uh, off putting, she was like she had a lot of negative things going for her. But you wanted like you wanted them to like oh yeah, he oh he's. He 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 ain't right in the head too, but it, it was like uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame and the other chick. <laughs> oh my god! If that makes any sense, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> let's go for it. Let's go for it because it was. He like, looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame in that last was, scene. In that, yeah, he was rough. Like he was rough, and she was rough. So, but they were like not like in t- not intimidatingly rough. One thing that's always bothered me about that boxing sequence in Rocky, ever since I was a little kid, I was like. Yo, he never puts his guard up once, dude. That's not the way he fights, bro. You don't fight like that. He's taking he's taking those hits, man. Mm -hmm. He -hmm. really did not need to. He could have played defense. And he played yo. I think that whole fight, his his fists were always down here. Fuck that, bro. That's how he fights, dog. That's how he fights. And he could have won. He could have won if he just And that's why he has brain trauma. You know what I mean? It made perfect sense for him to have brain trauma because the way he fights is like He'll just have people just punch him in the face. Like that whole little, like, after 10 seconds when Apollo Creed would just punch him in the face, and he was like, come on, hit me. He was doing that shit. I was like. I remember someone telling me, like, explaining to me, like, yo, the reason why Rocky is the best sports movie of all time is the point that they were trying to make that he went the distance. And I'm like, he didn't have to, though. (laughs) If he could have just put his hands up. And just exhaust the guy, and then, like, oh, but whatever, I guess. That's the way Apollo Creed would fight. But then he started learning how to fight like Apollo Creed, 
I, I just like the whole thing. Like you see that he, this person who is like, I could take any hit and I can dish it out just as much. You see that he turns into this, like this person who's like, oh no, I can't take any more hits because if I do, there's a chance that I might, I'm like, I got CTE, hardcore. And uh, when he when he was fighting that kid in the the back alley, right, and then the shit finally kicked when the CTE start, finally kicked, and then he got punched in the head one more time, and then he was like he was good to go. Yeah, like, yo, Tommy, I ain't hear no bell. That whole scene right there, man. Sylvester Stallone, how he knows how to he knows how to trigger the like the 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 fucking guy gene in you, bro. Like the the yeah the the macho like yeah. He didn't hear no bell because. Yo, I would love to see a street fight like that in real life, man. Like somebody just says, I didn't hear no bell. I'm like, oh shit. Let's go. <laughs> fucking go. So that that'll be a street fight that's been talked about throughout the fucking years. But um it was a yeah, man. Um Rocky is a movie that, you know, it, it deserves all the sequel. But the first one is a great movie. But it's it, it plays in line with the Rocky theme. First Blood does not do that. First Blood is a movie, what you were talking about, is about a veteran who was not treated like a hero that came back from war, and then you see the system getting to him. And then part two, was he a prisoner of war in part two? There was a scene that had, like, sticks. Like, he had, like, he had, like... Uh, that was part three. That okay. was part three where he has to rescue the guy that always sent him on the missions. He's he has to a prisoner of war, and he has to rescue him. Okay. And part two, and in Hot Shots Part Two, they make a they they, yes. they mock that scene. Yeah, yes, they no they marked a they marked a lot of shit. A lot of shit, yeah. Because I remember the whole thing about uh, uh what's that movie with um not Sebastian but um, Van Damme with the uh, the glass. Yeah, yeah. When uh, you put your hand in some glue. no, that was also that was also Rambo three. Nah. In Rambo 3... They didn't do the glass. He, he he had the batons. He had the wraps on his hands, but he had batons. Oh, but I thought that was the scene that they were... No, nah, they were mimicking uh, the Van Damme movie because he put a... Uh, it was like a... He was a Natsu cow, which means white warrior. <laughs> I think and that's, he puts his hands like in acid or something or something a, crazy. Something's tar. Or, he puts yeah. his hand in tar, and then he puts it in glass. He rubs oh, it. And got then it. The, the villain does the most villain shit in the world with the hand with the glass on it. He licks the hand that has the glass. So it's like, yeah, I'm willing to take pain. It shows that he's willing to take pain. So he goes, ah. And the crowd goes wild. And, and then and Hot Shots Part 2, I think he dips in like caramel and does caramel gummy bears. And then and gummy bears and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, you know, he bites it. You know, he eats it, which was like, it's a great fucking. Hot Shots is. A great movie that not a lot of people talk about, man. That that's that's one of those parody movies that uh will go down in history. I think all the parody movies are pretty. Nah, I can't find all of them, but a majority of them are pretty well done. Hot shots, scary movies, not another teen movie. Um, Naked Gun. Uh, any of um, any of the what you call it uh. The forgot a guy's name and uh, Mel Brooks movies. Any yeah. of the Mel Brooks movies are perfect movies to to see that are parody movies. But Mel Brooks, he just does parody movies on Hollywood in general. Yeah. That's his thing. That's his bag. 
Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones. Those are the only good ones that I can think of. Yeah, I think I covered them all. All the, those are all the the like the the fucking cream of the crop um, parody movies. Any other ones that you see are trash. Like the ones that there was one that was making fun of um, not a not a, uh, the Hangover. You, you saw the trailer for that one. There was a parody movie that's about the Hangover. There's one about a. There was ones that are about um, the like hero movies. There's ones that are about like. Uh, oh, the, the hero Games. one, yeah, that, yeah. Like I think the, it's called Epic Movie or something. Yeah, there's one that's about like uh, the Hunger Games and uh, uh, Harry Potter and stuff like that. I've never seen those movies, but just based off of the trailer alone, it's like, nah, you you're not up here. You don't have you don't have the Mel Brooks. You don't have the Wayne Brothers. You don't have these writers on there that can bust out the comedy gold. And oh, even Scary Movie might be on this sequel list by the by the Wayne Brothers because part one was just so great. I didn't need a part two. I think the reason why they went part two is because they wanted to go paranormal, like yeah. supernatural. Part mm-hmm. one just focused on slashers. But part one, yeah, I think is perfect. Like you can't. Yeah, part one was just so fucking good. But oh. also that scene in part two, though, uh, when they're about to eat and those two guys are, are going back and forth with each other, the guy with oh. the small hands and the wheelchair guy, like, yo, that back and forth was so good. That shit was so nasty, bro. <laughs> that was. <laughs> they were going at it. said, oh, let me give you an applause. Said, oh, can you um, give me a, a standing ovation? <laughs> <laughs> but there was another one where he's like, I guess I'm just going to be the bigger man and walk away. <laughs> walk away. Like, yeah, let me emphasize, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs>